to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. The more, the more you protest against what you hate, you stir up the spirit of hate. You can't protest. I'm not saying that you should not declare when wrong is wrong. I'm saying we should according to the, the right of assembly because of that first banner we talked about. But I just want to remind you that the more we protest, it stirs up a spirit, every spirit. But when we intercess, when we pray, when we begin to call on the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, when we let the name of Jesus be on our lips, something happens. It's, it's not, I'm, I'm just saying, listen, you got to say wrong is wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying that's not okay. I'm saying that's okay. But just remember, it can only do so much. And part of what it does is just stirs up everybody's opinion. But when the name of Jesus is called upon and the word of God is lifted up, it settles the issue. Is not my word like fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. The grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. His name is Yahweh. The Lord is one. Did you hear me? When, when I declare his name, when I say Jehovah, something happens. So I'm just asking you, what banner, what banner do you want? Jesus waves a banner that declares equality better than any other banner made by a man or a woman. There's a banner of equality from Song of Solomon chapter two, verse four. It's just very clear here what it states that he is and what he does and what he will provide for us. So someone just say this, his banner over me is love. I'm my beloved's, and he is mine. That's what the song says. I'm my beloved's, and he is mine. His banner over me is love. Talking about Jesus. I'm my beloved's, and he is mine. His banner over me is love. His banner over me is love. 244 years this Constitution and Bill of Rights has stood the test. Every time you hear somebody say we need a new Constitution, that's the spirit of Antichrist at work. Just let me call that out. So you and I, our, our Constitution and the Bill of Rights is like the bylaws of the citizenry. It is what we have agreed to live by and to declare. But I got some better bylaws. I have a better Constitution and Bill of Rights I'd like to talk about for the next few moments. It's called the Word of God. The kingdom constitution of the believers, our bylaws, is in Isaiah 40 and 8. I just quoted it a moment ago. The grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the Word of our God stands forever. God's Word is a constitution that's eternal. His Word is living because His Word is a person. In the beginning was the Word, 
and the word was God and the word was with God and all things that were made by him. We know the verse continues to go on. The making, the creating, the existence, the person is a word, is the word, is him, Yeshua. Some would say Yeshua. Uh, in the Greek, we derived it Jesus, but we see him in this amazing con uh, con contemplation, the declaration. For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, Hebrews 4 and 12. Piercing, dividing asunder, even the soul and the spirit. What we need to do is proclaim an intercess, intercessory prayer, and proclaim the word of God right now into the heavenlies over our nation so that we can wave a different banner. There are banners being waved. Pick my side, pick my side. No, pick my side. No, pick my side. Pick my belief, pick your nose. But when... I came to his banqueting table. He invited me to his banqueting table. When the world all around me felt like a wearisome place, when fear and dread were the song of the day, God invited me to come to his house. He had already spread a table for me. And at that table was this banqueting table of his love. And over me was a banner of his love. And I felt protected. I felt comforted under his banner. So there are banners by which there is no protection. Chaz is not the banner of blessing. Only three of you know who Chaz is. It's a place... It won't help you. Pastor Cindy says, watch it now. So John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So just look at your neighbor and say, sanctify yourself with his truth. Look at your neighbor and say, he's getting down to the end of what he's going to say in a, in a few minutes. I just got, I'm just, I'm a page and a half away. Look at your neighbor and say, here we go. Four components. There's the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the amendments, but I want to show you the four components to the believer's kingdom bylaws. Ready? Number one, faith. Write it down. Say faith. faith. Faith, like a grain of mustard seed. Go to Romans 3 and 28 with me, would you? I want to read it. Just think it's a good word for us today. Oh, I'm so happy. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by his works. Is that what your Bible says? I know you're looking at me like, what translation is that? Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Your justification is not because you kept the law. You can keep the law because your justification is by faith. Faith. Just say it out loud. Faith. Faith's a whole lot easier than you trying to keep every one of the rules. And now we've got 613 from Moses to try to figure out how to make just the original 10 work. Look at, look, just, just look at me and say, it ain't working, Pastor Dan. It's, it's not. But therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. He is, is, is he the a God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, and of the Gentiles also. Why? Not because of deeds of the law, because they worshiped a certain way, but because of faith. 
seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. And so we do not make void the law through faith, but God forbid, yea, we establish the law. When we talk about establishing the law, we're talking about the word of God being established in our heart so that it works in us. But it's a faith, power, empowerment, activation. It's because of faith in him. Someone say faith. So that's really easy. There's just four. First one is faith. The second one is life. Say life. Go to Romans 8. 8 and 20. Oh, let's go to Romans 8 and 2. How about that? Romans 8 and 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Come on, somebody. This is going to be an easy constitution. It begins with faith. What's my constitution? Well, kingdom constitution and bylaws is it will be by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not say Faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. It will require faith. So faith is the first cornerstone of that a constitution. The second one is life, and that is the life of God that's in Christ Jesus. For we, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made us free from the law of sin and death. I'm going to read it from another translation here. It says it this way. For the law of the spirit of life which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being has freed me from the law of sin and the law of death. Do you like that? That's the Amplified. It's it's saying here that this life which is in Christ Jesus, the law of my new being or our new being. You and I are brand new. Oh my Lord, someone just say brand new. So what, so so, uh, let me read this verse three. For God has done what the law could not do. Boom. So that deeds thing we read a moment ago is now being underscored again. It's power being weakened by the flesh, the entire nature of man without the Holy Spirit, sending his own son in the guise of sinful flesh and as of an offering, a sin offering. God condemned sin in the flesh, subdued, overcame, deprived it of its power over all who accept the sacrifice that Jesus Christ is. Aren't you glad? So life, what kind of life? The kind of life that subdues all the power of sin, shake. Mm. Sila for just a minute here. Pastor Dan, I'm struggling with stuff. Ooh, but there's something right here called life. Life. For the law of the spirit of life. So there's a law of the spirit and then there's a law of Moses. The law of the spirit, which is life in Christ Jesus, is freedom, sets us free. You know, when people are still struggling with hate, when people are still struggling with unforgiveness, they've not had an encounter with life or the law of the spirit, which is life in Christ Jesus. Number three, write it down, liberty. Just say liberty. Let's go to James. Hurry with me. Now, if y'all would just bear with me for just another minute or two. James chapter one, verse 25. Gonna read it to you from the Amplified. James chapter one, verse 25. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law. Now we're being told that the law is faultless. I wonder what law they're talking about. Because we saw a moment ago that there's a different kind of law that when it's at work in us, it's weakened because of our flesh. So what could this be saying? But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty. Oh, 
So there is a law of liberty that is faultless. Did you hear me? You, O kingdom citizen, you, O son and daughter of the most high God, are called to abide in a law of liberty. In other words, when Christ is in you, there is a law of liberty at work in you. So that when people who are bound and oppressed come into your presence, the spirit of liberty arises in you. It's not this, God bless America. It's this, come out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now that's my Pentecostal version. If you're Methacostal, that's not methamphetamine. That's Methacostal, like Methodist. If you're Babdecostal, if you're, you know, whatever you are, Luthacostal, whatever, wherever your background is, um, just the thought is, is that in your presence, the law, of, I feel that one right here. The law of liberty, it intends to abide on the inside of you. Just got to hang out here for a second. Just recently, just two days ago, I was in a place of business. I went in to get some things from the gas station. How are you doing, ma'am? Oh, everybody's crazy. Just everybody's crazy. You go, oh, they're crazy. What are they crazy about? Oh, they're, it's crazy. Everybody's out here. Why do they want to be out here? I said, why are you out here? She's the woman behind the cash register. She said, I got to eat, so I got to work. I go, oh. I said, well, what, what, is, what is it that bothers you? She said, the corona. I'm scared of it. I said, oh, I'm going to pray for you. Oh, I'm, a, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in that. I said, now I know. I said, now I know. I said, well, listen, it doesn't matter if you don't believe. I'm in touch with him who created this world, and I'm going to pray for you. She goes, well, um, this world is crazy. Now I got her thinking. She's not quite ready to respond to what I'm saying. I said, now listen, I'm going to pray that no disease or sickness will come near you while you have to be out here working. She goes, oh, um, well, if you want to. She really did not want to relent. She did not want to give me room to start, you know, maybe she's had encounters with them, them folk who are law, 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 not the law of liberty, but the law, law, law that's weak in their flesh, pointing their finger. I don't know. All I know is, is in that moment, I knew I had something to do. I had folk get ready to come up behind me to check out, and I had only moments to declare that I was going to pray for her and that she would be safe. The law of liberty does not just stand there and ignore when somebody is in fear. And so I wasn't going to reach out my hand, touch her, when she very clearly was pushing things underneath the, the, you know, the plexiglass, like, here, take it, and please don't make me touch it again. You know, there's all that kind of stuff going on. But I realized the law of liberty in this moment for us should be this. Now, listen, be a steward. Wear a mask. If you're going somewhere, where you, just be a steward, Okay. So I, I just want you to know, be a steward. Please wash and pray regularly. Not just your underarms, but your hands, right? But the law of liberty says that when somebody is in, in great fear, why would I just ignore it? Or when somebody's raging, why would I not just speak peace to it? Okay, I'm going to tell you one more story and then I'll move on. Are you ready? I walk in to get my cleaning from the cleaners and I won't tell you where they're at, but they're, they're here in town. Um, and so I walk in and the phone's rung again. And, and, and so I'm getting ready to put myself up on the counter and the woman's got the phone and she looks over to one of her other co-workers. She goes, it's the Barker. 
And I thought, Barker? Yep, she's barking again. I said, what do you mean? She's barking at us. I said, what? She's barking at us. I said, really? Well, give me the phone. And so she went to give it to me and they'd already hung up. So then she hungs up the phone and while I'm talking, the barker called back. I said, give me that phone. I'm going to answer that real quick. She goes, okay, Pastor Dan. So I, they know I'm Pastor Dan. So they give me the phone. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, tell me what your problem is. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, peace be still. What's going on? said okay if you're having an emergency and you can't tell what it is in english because someone's listening bark twice (laughs) so i know it wasn't there an emergency okay you foul spirit you come out of them right now in the name of Jesus. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I appropriate the blood of Jesus over this person and I declare in the name of Jesus freedom today. Click. And they hung up, gave him back. No ring back, no call back. Okay. I said, girls, if they do that again, just call me and I'll come over and I'll hang out and do some more praying. And they're like, well, Pastor Dan, we got your number. We'll do it anytime if it it happens. I left the next week when I went to go pick up my clothes. I said, well, girls, have you heard from the Barker? Oh, no, they've not called back at all. Thank you so much. That was so annoying all day long, thinking that it's a customer picking up the phone. Going on on the other end. They're not calling back for two weeks now. What, What are you? You are a temple of the Most High, and you are called to be an advocate. I asked her if there was a problem and she needed help. She could give me code barks. I think that was appropriate. Give me two barks if you're having an emergency, and this is the only way you can get help. Otherwise, I know it's not because, you know, then they went on and on and on. It was kind of like, anyway. The point is that they were harassing this business, and those girls really needed a breakthrough. They needed to stop. You are called to abide in the law of liberty so that wherever you are, now you know what they're going to do. They're not calling ghostbusters. If they need help, they're going to call someone walking in the perfect law of liberty. Are you with me? Who got that? Did I read the verse from James 1.25? I read the whole thing. No, but he who, he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty and is faithful to, and preserves it in looking into it, not being heedless listener, not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he shall be blessed in his doing his life of obedience. So the law of liberty is not passive. It's a law of activation to bring freedom and liberty to people who are roundabouts you. I'm sorry if I lost you at all the barking. I promise I won't bark no more. Go with me now to James chapter 2 and let's look at verse 8 and let's just do the last one. It's love. So the four pillars, the four pillars for us are faith, life, liberty, and love. James 2 and 8. Indeed. If indeed you really fulfill the royal law. Now there's a royal law. The royal law in accordance with the scripture. 
You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. You do well. You're doing, it is well with my soul. Lord have mercy. When they started to sing that today, and we just entered into that confession, the royal law of love, saturating your heart to know that if you and I will abide in the royal law of love, it will work. Someone say, worthy is the lamb. Revelation 5 and 12 tells us worthy is the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world. There's only one who's worthy. There's only one who is worthy of our praise. There's only one who is worthy of your non-praise. Sometimes people give the devil more praise than they do Jesus. They talk more about the devil and his doings than they do Jesus and his accomplishment. So let's remember the Lord, the lamb is worthy. And the enemy is more often to be ignored, resisted. And if I have to address him, it's in someone's name and authority. Someone say, yes, amen. So my action response is found in Philippians 2 and verses 9 through 11. And I'm just going to read it because I like it so much as I'm closing. Philippians 2 verses 9 through 11. I'm going, to read it from, uh, I'm going to read it from the New King James, if you don't mind. I just kind of like the way it says it there. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him, speaking of Jesus, and given him the name which is above every name. Say every name. That at the name of Jesus, Yeshua, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In this passage of scripture, we're being called to a should bow the knee. Just say that to yourself. I should bow my knee to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I should bow. There are two times when the knee shall be bowed. It will be by believers and it'll be by non-believers. According to this passage in Philippians, those of us who choose to bow our knee now to him do so in declaration of lordship and eternity is a blessed situation for us. But when you look at Romans chapter 14 and verse 11, you can see that the word of God is declared that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's not referencing the believer. That's a reference to those who have rejected him. Those who have rejected the perfect law of liberty. Those who have rejected the royal law of love. Those who have not entered into faith and have no life. The word of God clearly states that there will be a day when every soul that has rejected Savior shall bow the knee before God Father and shall also confess that his son Jesus is Lord. I'm asking you today to choose the better of the two. Be a should instead of a woulda, coulda, shall. Be a should. Just say it to your neighbor. You should bow your knee to Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing. Bow your knee to Jesus as opposed to you shall. Now, this is really interesting. People would like to threaten God with being, you know, some type of a narcissist because of this passage and this truth. It's not. The fact is, every one of us were created to be his sons and daughters. Every one 
was created to be. Only those who reject him. God loves you so much, he won't force you to be where you don't want to be. But you will acknowledge. You will bow the knee. And you will confess that he is Lord, regardless of your relationship with him. Hence the verse I spoke to you moments ago. But Lord, Lord, we cast out devils in your name. We spoke in new tongues. We raised the dead. We healed the sick. And he says, I never knew you. I'm not afraid of that, but I keep it in mind that it's an important, it's an important marker for me to know, is my heart right with him or is my heart cold and indifferent towards him? Do I have a heart of stone because of an unforgiveness and sin? Or is my heart a heart of flesh to receive the word of the Lord written upon my heart? So for you and me today, our bylaws, our kingdom constitution is faith, life, liberty, and love. These four pillars on which we stand. I want to ask you to consider 2 Chronicles 7.14 as I close. It's still the answer for the moment we're in. Do you mind if I just go ahead and read it? For someone who might just need to be reminded of it, 2 Corinthians 7.14. It might be familiar to you. If my people who are called by my name, who will humble themselves, pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. When that scripture is indicated that he will heal their land, that word heal comes to us from a, um, a rafa, rafa, Hebrew word, rafa. It is a primitive root word contained, uh, directly connected to or properly uh, uh, describing the word to mend. That which is torn, stitching. To cure. To cause to heal. The physician repairing thoroughly to make whole. The Lord wants to heal our land. I know that on Thursday we're going to discover some things about a particular creature coming to the planet if he's not already born and on the planet, which you think he might be. Antichrist is coming and he's got his plans and strategies. But listen to me. There is one who yet if sought if we seek him and we pray and we repent and turn from our wicked ways, he, the Lord, will heal. Stitch together that which is torn. Purify, mend, make whole. As a physician, bring wholeness. The Lord wants to do that today. And so I'm asking that the right constitution would be in our hearts and lives for wholeness and healing. Can I, can I just ask you to say amen to that today? So our prayer... It's just our, 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 our final answer is that we pray. We activate in prayer again. Would you stand to your feet with me? The universe has an answer for us. It's the one that's always been there. God is love. I'm my beloved's and he is mine. His banner over me is love. The whole component today of this message on this flag day was that I believe that the Lord is asking us to just get things lined up correctly in our heart. One way that happens is when we repent, as Second Chronicles says, and we turn away from wickedness. 
Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free. Never miss your favorite show again. For more than 30 years, KNEO has been bringing you great Bible teachers on a local and national level. And now, we've made it easier than ever to hear from these great men and women of God. KNEO's entire lineup is now available to listen anytime, anywhere, through our website. Go to KNEO.org slash podcast to see all the options. You can search for programs alphabetically, or you can select individual categories like culture, kids, leadership, or music. We even have a category just for locally produced programs, so you can hear from pastors and spiritual leaders located right here in the four-state area. And... All these resources are absolutely free. Kaneo's mission is to get God's Word in front of you, and this is one of the ways we do it. Give it a try today. Go to kaneo.org and click on the podcast tab to get started.